friends, happy December 2022 is almost coming to a close. 2023 is upon us. I'm excited for the new year. I hope you all are doing well. So cheers to a fun holiday season and a very happy and prosperous new year to you all. Today, I want to talk about mindset and how our thoughts and emotions affect us and our work. Growing up, my mom would always tell me, you are what you believe. And it wasn't until my mid-20s that I really understood the gravity of that statement. Countless thoughts run through our minds every moment of the day, from the moment we wake up to when we turn on the shower while making breakfast, driving to work. I mean, the list goes on and on. And stress can affect our body in some really uncomfortable ways, like an upset stomach, a headache, and even depression. Research actually shows that negative thoughts can also greatly affect our physical and mental health. According to the Mayo Clinic, indeed, some studies show that personality traits such as optimism and pessimism can affect many areas of your health and well-being. The positive thinking that usually comes with optimism is a key part of effective stress management. And effective stress management is associated with many health benefits. So, okay, let's break that down even further. Here are some health benefits that positive thinking may provide, all right? One might be increased lifespan. Well, that's good. We all want that, right? Lower rates of depression, lower levels of distress, a greater resistance to the common cold, better psychological and physical well-being, better cardiovascular health and reduced risk of death from cardiovascular disease, and better coping skills during hardships and times of stress. It's next to impossible to be an empowering, encouraging leader when we feel negatively about ourselves and our surroundings. How can you focus on improving your business when you aren't feeling well? It is important to identify the root causes of your negative emotions and determine what changes you need to make in your personal life. Okay, so then with that being said, let's talk about life outside of the business. We all have struggles in life beyond what is going on with our work. Don't ignore your personal well-being in your pursuit for business success. Taking care of your health and personal relationships will help you to be better in the long run. And trust me, you guys, you will become better leaders. Burnout in business is very real. I've talked about this so many times before. And if you're feeling this way, it's okay. However, it is necessary to get back to a healthy, positive, results-based personal life that you can then infuse into your business. Take the time to really evaluate how things are going on in your life. Look at your day-to-day. And as we're heading into the new year, you guys, this is the perfect opportunity to be doing this. So what's not working for you in your personal life? Are you eating well? Are you exercising? Do you have a supportive relationship at home? Are you taking the time to connect with loved ones and focus on your hobbies? That was something for me that was epically challenging. For years, I didn't have a hobby other than my business. I needed something more. And so I got a hobby. It started off with paint by numbers for adults. And it seems kind of funny. It sounds silly. But for me, it really helped spark some joy. Getting away from technology and just allowing a little bit of creative inspiration to flow from that. And from there, I started creating music again. So you might be surprised what you'll find 
when you actually take the time to sit down and go, hmm, what am I actually interested in that's not surrounding making money and not having my business also be my hobby? I'm digressing a little bit here, but follow me for a second. Having a business shouldn't be the hobby, meaning they should absolutely be separate. And for years, I didn't know that. And I think that's why I struggled with burnout so much because I loved my job. I mean, I I love what I do. I love my business, but it was, like I said, it was also my hobby. So it's important to separate the two. And you'll hear many, many business professionals say that, you know, your hobby is not your business. You know, if it's just a hobby, then it's not a full-time job. So I turned my hobby into a full-time empire, right? So depending on what it is you like to do, it's okay to turn your hobby into some form of revenue stream for yourself. So don't think that it has to be completely separate, but I'm talking about your day-to-day business life, the importance of separating that for yourself to give yourself the mental break, okay? So once you've identified the areas in your life that you've neglected, let's come up with a plan. Maybe take your significant other out for a nice meal or plan a coffee date with friends. Schedule a hike or a day trip to the beach. If things are going well in your personal life, but you still feel burnt out, you may just need to incorporate small breaks into your work week. Put together a plan to take an afternoon off, perhaps a midweek break, because darn it, you deserve it. When I'm sitting with a CEO as they talk about their business, they often feel very defeated. They will tell me that they're in survival mode. They're doing everything they can just to get to the next dollar to keep things afloat and not have to infuse their own money into the business. They want it to be self-sustainable. So I talk with them about the importance of leading in a way for profitability and not for survival. We must shift our mindset into positivity mode. When you're coming from a survival mindset, life often gets depressing and negative. It can seem like you're on a never-ending merry-go-round. So how do we shift into that positivity? Let's look at the entire company culture, its history, and the numbers, and draw out what's positive here. Present these findings so that it's clear in what steps need to be taken next. I personally enjoy getting out the whiteboard for this task. Be sure it's completely blank then start jotting down all the positivities and watch that list grow. When there's a legitimate plan in place and it feels purposeful, our overall emotional health flourishes. When you have a plan, you create fuel for the business and you know things can continue to move forward in a positive way. If the CEO or business owner has a negative connection with the business or they're feeling defeated, oftentimes the business will go under. Your drive and passion are why you started the business in the first place. Remember that feeling when you earned your first few dollars under your new business name? Take time to look back on all that you've built and what you've accomplished along the way. Don't become jaded by the daily tasks. No one said this was going to be easy, right? But I promise that if you stay the course, it will be so worth it. So if you're not feeling encouraged, if you're not stepping into your full leadership potential, then it's very challenging to get to the next steps of being profitable. If this is how you're currently feeling, I encourage you to accept where you're at. And now you can and will climb out of this. 
Now, going back to a little bit on the personal side, when I talk about hobbies and the importance of having a hobby, because there's so many different entrepreneurs that I've spoken to about how they run their business in a way that it's almost like an obsession. And if that sounds familiar, then keep listening to this because I feel like it's really important to touch on this piece. I want to talk about emotions and addiction. For whatever reason, individuals in high-powered positions, my experience, okay, this is totally my opinion, there's usually some sort of addiction going on, whether they're addicted to their work, to alcohol, to power, social media, money, gambling, chasing after that next big deal, or addicted to something that is simply not adding value to any aspect of the personal or business life. It's very obvious to me when something is not working. I often see that the addiction stems from personal issues that are impacting the business in a not so great way. Chances are you'd like to get a few more hours of sleep a week. Am I right? CEOs are no stranger to dealing with sleep deprivation. So they might have a lack of sleep and then they unwisely combine that exhaustion with alcohol. It's not uncommon for business owners to go out to dinner on an expense account and have drinks with colleagues or clients. I mean, I did this for years, you guys. And when it comes to one's overall personal health, this is not a great combination. Once you've exceeded one drink, you're left feeling pretty crummy the next day. And that's just the truth of it. Not to mention you're feeling unmotivated. If you're in a position of leadership and you're not feeling fully within your potential to be the leader of your business, then how do you expect to lead other people? Look, if you're a responsible adult over 21 years old, by all means, go ahead and have that occasional drink, right? For some of us, myself included, that's not an option because we are all or nothing type of people. So as a regular habit, it can be challenging to be motivated after those drinks kick in. And if you're like me and you love what you do, you may find that you take your work home with you or even to the grocery store. Some even take their work with them into the restroom. Yes, it's true. You know you've done it. Thanks to smart devices, we seem to always be connected or plugged in in some sort of way. We live in an age of instant gratification. We can check the weather, say happy birthday to a friend, and send a business email all from the comfort of our phones. I know for me, especially being a mom, Amazon and I have become very close friends. I mean, who doesn't like having Christmas every two days? But in all seriousness, it's vital we unplug ourselves so that we have an opportunity to recharge. Not just our phones, but our minds and our bodies as well. A digital detox can be just what the doctor ordered. How can you restructure your week so your plan will replace negative addictions with positive habits? Maybe you go to the gym or go for a run. Maybe you spend more time with your family or relax into the end of your day with a good book. Do you have emails piled up? Well, hey, guess what? I'm going to tell you a secret. They're still going to be there tomorrow. Put down your smartphone, close the laptop, and have a conversation with your kids or your significant other. We only have this time right now. That's all we get. Tomorrow is not guaranteed. So let's be present for it and stop missing out on the most important moments of our lives. All right, you guys. So this is a tough one. Get ready for it. Okay. I want to talk about identity shifting here. You are not your business. Your business does not run you. You have the choice to run your business or not. Some business owners feel they have to continue in a particular business they no longer want to be a part of. There's nothing wrong with starting a business and then not having a passion for it. If that's where you're at now or have been for longer than you want to admit it, 
It's okay. Recognize it's time to make a shift and turn the CEO position over to someone else. You can still be the majority shareholder of your company, but not necessarily be fully involved in the day-to-day operations. Consider making this change if coming into work every day or doing the same thing day in, day out just does not make you happy. Make a change if you're not feeling as if you can contribute at your full potential or when something else comes up that you're passionate about and you'd rather be spending your time doing that. It's all about recognizing and being honest with yourself about when it's appropriate to make that shift. Don't worry about disappointing anyone. If you have guilt associated with making a change because you started the business, or maybe your family's involved and you feel like you can't let them down, forget all that. You get to decide how you want to be seen in this world. As long as you're not harming anyone, including yourself, do what's best for you. Ah, yes. And now let's step into the world of the delicate, delicate boundaries between saving money, time, and stress. Keeping healthy boundaries is essential to support the success of your personal health and well-being. Being the leader can result in feeling as if you're being pulled in various directions. At times, you may feel it's appropriate to interject some personal information into a business conversation to really drive home a point. Be sure you're reading the room correctly and do your best to not overstep this boundary with a client, an employee, or a customer. Be clear with your body language, your tone of voice, and be quick to listen and slow to speak. As the leader, everything you do or say will have an impact on those around you. With being the leader comes great responsibility. Do not burden your employees or customers with your personal story or whatever baggage you might be experiencing that week. It's important to note that it's okay to show your vulnerability every now and then, but don't cross a healthy boundary. Once you cross those lines, you start to become too personal, especially with a customer. You may feel like you can't charge them your full rate, or they will always expect to get a deal. Now they, quote, know the owner. Don't make your personal problems an issue for the customer. With our customers and employees, we want to be friendly, yes, but not overly friendly. We want to share, but not overshare. Share your recommendations, share the history of the business, share current specials, and share how much you appreciate their business or hard work. Keep your communication focused on the business and not on your personal life. They don't need to know what you had for dinner last night or that you have a doctor's appointment later. Employees can be inappropriate with business owners. Flat out, we've all seen it. Whether they think it will get them ahead to the next level within the company or if it's just a weird relationship they've developed, it needs to be addressed. I've seen this so, so many times and I've had to correct it. It can be dangerous, so much so that it can shut down an entire business. When you're put in a position of authority and in a position of leadership, always be clear about your expectations regarding appropriate behavior in the workplace. Having clear boundaries will save you money, stress, and time. Here are a few ways you can set healthy boundaries between yourself and the business. Don't answer your phone after 6 p.m. Make weekends a work-free zone and set your minimum project or service fees. Don't bend to what potential customers can afford. Your time is valuable and you will find other clients or customers. Only work with individuals who inspire you and you enjoy working with. Set clear and respectful expectations with your customers, such as a 24-hour cancellation policy and scheduled phone calls. So how are you doing so far? Let's check in. 
Is any of this ringing true for you? All about our mindset and how our thoughts and emotions can affect us? Well, let's talk about one more thing. Isolation in business. Yes, it happens. I mean, I know this firsthand. For some reason, isolation in business and leadership is a very real thing. It is so easy to get focused on growing our business and not realize that we're completely isolating ourselves from everyday interaction with the ones we love most, the very people that we're working so hard for. Being an entrepreneur can be a very lonely journey, especially if those closest to us do not share the same vision. I have found that it's vital to connect with other like-minded entrepreneurs and people who are passionate about the same things that I am. By doing so, it keeps us on track toward being the very best leaders that we can be, all while continue learning, having fun, and holding each other accountable to our goals. Here are a few great ways to connect with your fellow leaders, entrepreneurs, and business owners. Make sure you're attending those conferences, whether it's online or in person. Join your local chamber of commerce. Cross-promote with like-minded business owners. You can start an online meetup group. And be sure you join your niche market social media groups, guys, because there's just a wealth of information and some really cool people out there too. If you're struggling with your emotions or anything related to your business, I encourage you to seek help. You might consider getting some coaching. Speak with someone who can help guide and inspire you toward being the very best leader and business owner you can be. You might consider a therapist for more personal matters, but whoever you surround yourself with, make sure you find resources that support your well-being. So here's the bottom line and a few action steps because you know I love to do that. Our businesses can become all-encompassing if we do not establish boundaries. Without boundaries, we can easily get burnt out and let negative emotions take over. Be proactive and set healthy boundaries for yourself. Otherwise, you may turn to unhealthy ways of coping with the stress of leadership. So here's a question I have for you. What can you do today to establish healthy boundaries in your business? Being an entrepreneur and a business owner, yes, can be lonely as we've talked about here, but please don't stay isolated. Nobody expects you to do this on your own. The greatest leaders in the world have tribes behind them. The phrase, it takes a village, not only applies to raising children, get the help and support you need. It's okay to not have all the answers. So in what areas of your business do you feel you need additional support? What business or professional development communities are you a part of that you can be more active in? Get out there and connect with others. Your business and everyone in your life will thank you. That is it for this week, you guys. I hope you have a fantastic holiday ahead. I'll chat with you next week. Bye.